Welcome to episode 14 of Beers with Engineers, where if it looks dumb, but it works, then it's not dumb. Sean's got his nails deep into some arcade game projects at the moment, but I wonder which one specifically. He definitely gripped our attention when he told us his idea. I then clear the air with some final remarks on the Charizard Humidifier project and give you guys some key takeaways for all your DIY projects and how to get your best result. When you invest in cryptocurrency, it's really a roll of the dice, but what do dice and crypto have in common with each other? I'll let Paddy explain that one to you. But for the moment, please head over to our social medias, give our YouTube a subscribe, and see how we turn our ideas into reality. Welcome back to Beers with Engineers. My name is James. Boys, do you have your drinks ready? Oh, Paddy's already gone for it. What an Way absolute too king. king. Way too king. I got mine ready. Oh, Paddy, did you have a, like a bad weekend or something? Have a bad sleep? Are you in a, in a, are you in a mood? What's what was with the just rush into it? Oh, you, just, you just want a beer? I am, I'm uh, famished for a beer right now, and I can see that uh, Sean's on the cruises today. I am. I feel like something a bit sweeter, and so I, I rated install on my sister's cruises. So yes, thank you, Alex, Fair for enough. a donation to the podcast. <laughs> bravo, Sean. Bravo. Love that. It's all good. She'll oh. get ten cents back. It's all good. Yeah, <laughs> she'd be over the moon. Obviously. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> All right, Sean, I believe you have something you wanted to get us kicked on into. Yes, yes. So I'm I'm thinking of like some projects and whatnot. And so we've had a pretty good run recently with some project ideas. And I want to I want to kind of go back to something that I've wanted to do for a while. And that was pretty much um in in patty fashion. Do you guys like arcades? Everyone likes arcades, right? Open end question. Oh, Wait for longer pause. Love him, <laughs> love him. No, oh, man, I pretty oh, much have one in my backyard. Arcades. Yeah. And so naturally you go to an arcade and you'll happily spend 50, 60 bucks um, playing around on different materials, uh, sorry, not materials, playing on different toys and the arcade games. It's a good, fun experience. I reckon I would love to have an, like my own room in a house someday of just arcade things like the basketball hoop games and whatnot. And so to try and challenge myself with these ideas, I'm going to build one of the arcade machines. And we're going to let you guys guess which one that is. Uh, I don't know, the beer pong one, the basketball one, the, the claw machine where you win the chocolates. Um, Inner winner. Yes, I want to build my own home DIY claw machine. And so like... Oh, damn. Yeah, it's, it sounds pretty complex. And I think about it now, like there's so many motors and parts and whatnot. But I absolutely think I could do this in Arduino. And sure, like, a real arcade machine is probably going to cost a few thousand dollars. I want to see if I can do it for less than a hundred. I think that one's going to be tough. And, hey, I mean, what's life if you're not having yourself a challenge? Imagine building your own arcade machine and just putting whatever you want into it. Just having it to be able to play it whenever you want, becoming like a pro with a claw, claw machine. I really want to, I want to have my own claw machine. But the, the other question is, uh, why? <laughs> what would I put in a claw machine at home? We can put your keys and wallet in there. Spend twenty five minutes every morning trying to get your essentials out. Um, but I think this would be a really fun party thing. And so you could have it at a party. You could have different things in it. So you can have the toys, obviously. But I'm also thinking having like little alcohol bottles, like little shots you get from on airplanes, mm. and having like a whole stack of them. And so you use the claw machine to try and pick one out, and that's the one you have at a party, or make like. Uh, have it for kids' parties and have like little lollies and things. So yeah. There's a lot of options. You, you, can't have, you can't have shots at an alcohol, uh, uh, shot, shots of alcohol at a kids' party, just saying. 
true. I could just make it like um, <laughs> Cody or whatever. Or, just yeah. Yeah, shot, yeah, yeah. Shots of uh, shots of OJ. Yeah. Ooh. Yes. Give me. Give me those tiny bowls of OJ. Oh, yes. Yeah, so mm. so travel convenient. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the the reason why I want to do it one is because having your own claw machine that's a flex if I've ever seen one. But two, claw machines are a great combination of both engineering and like making money, right? Because it's really smart. You got motors. You got claws. You've got these bright lights. You got sound. Like it's it's this whole experience. But they've designed it specifically so you don't win. Like the toys inside these machines, you pay like a dollar, two dollars to play. The toys inside cost about thirty cents. So regardless if you win, the house is still won. But by putting in the chance that you don't win, they make so much money just because you keep spending. And the idea of you almost getting it—that that it's like getting seven out of your eight legs on a on a bet. It's that last that that feeling is addictive. Is like, oh, will I get it? Will I won't? Um, that is something I think I would like to circumvent. I want to have a claw machine that actually works. As an engineer, I hate seeing things that don't work, and when they don't work on purpose, like that's their purpose. I hate that. I want to build a claw machine that fucking picks shit up. That's my that's my like my goal with this project. You know what I'd love to use something like this for? Do you know when like you go to a Chinese restaurant and you're all sitting around like a the big <laughs> circular table and like you say, like, oh, can you pass me like the Sanchia bow? And you got to spin <laughs> that like little turntable around. <laughs> yeah. Instead of that, you just, I just have like a claw machine in the middle and you just have it move in the <laughs> X, Y, Z direction. You're like, oh, I just pick up the Sanchia bow. He's like, hey, claw machine, give me the, um, the satay chicken and it just brings it over to you. <laughs> you know, it'd be sick, right? So, you know how they've combined um, the transport sector and food in this beautiful amalgamation, which they call the sushi train, right? So the sushi that goes around on this little conveyor belt, they call it sushi train because you can pick it up. The, sh- the sushi claw machine. And so <laughs> the, claw- the sushi kind of just sits around the middle and you've got to use the claw machine and you've got to pick up your dish. That seems like advanced <laughs> level bullshit right there. Like, it- I feel like that's like level 20 or 2200 oh, right that's- there. <laughs> That's super gimmicky because also you might you only have like one claw for everyone. So if everyone's hungry, you got to wait your turn. But could you imagine like trying to trying to like skewer sushi pieces up and drag it over and drop it onto your plate? No, I like how messy that. I would like be. the competing nature where it'll be like every single person in the restaurant has their own <laughs> claw machine, so they're all fighting over one. It's like I really want the California roll. So yeah, like, give me that California going for it. But I'm not a big fan of uh making the making the lazy Susan obsolete. Like the the thing at like yeah. a Sanchoy bow, like I lo- I love that. I love that when I was a kid. You know, you just like you spin it mm. around, and to to the point where if you put like a glass on it, and you do it really fast, it just spills everywhere. You were one yeah. of those people, weren't you, Patty? Oh, <laughs> Hang on a, a minute, I was a mess. Let's let's go oh, back to the sushi idea for mess. a sec. I just I just thought of like a great idea with that. Like, really, this claw machine is like pretty much a version of the overhead crane, but like I, I guess a bit smaller. So in that sushi restaurant, theoretically, you could take make your order. So say you want to order, I don't know, eight salmon and avo rolls and some sashimi or something. You just wait, and and it's it's sent to the claw machine, and eventually, like where you're sitting down, it just drops it off to you. So it's very similar to the conveyor belt, except instead of you have more, you now have yeah, more room on the table. You just yeah. have this overhead thing that I don't know if people gonna like the look of it, but that's it something. It would be very awkward though if you ordered like eel or something and then it, it like a piece fell off the plate and just slapped someone on the head as well over <laughs> over around. Someone on a first date just gets slaps in the head with a bunch of sushi. I mean teppanyaki is the exact same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. James is on it. Yeah, so this is I mean we're a little bit off topic, but okay. We'll start with a claw machine, but work our way to 
sushi claw. I, I, <laughs> well, we need, need to think of a name for this. I just like the on the entrepreneurship of uh, Sean being like, oh, at a party, everyone just, it's only 50 cents a, a claw just to get your shot. I mean, I'm not making any money from this, I swear. Well, this would be a great one to have at parties where you say, look, everyone bring a, a bunch of change. Whatever change you dump in, we'll just donate that to charity, whatever. Um, obviously, it's it's not going to be enough to pay for the shots, but it just encourages people, one, I guess, to, to drink, but also um, to, to donate to something. So it's it's like you can you can put a way to make it ulterior. I wasn't, I wasn't going to do any like money for it, but now you've thought about it, this is a business idea. Mm. machines that work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, this is okay. This is this is obviously the things we can use it for, and that's amazing. Now, I guess some questions I want to ask on the functionality is: mm-hmm. so obviously to drive it in the um the x y direction, you'd probably use two stepper motors, which should be yeah. work pretty simply. Now, to drive it in the z direction, what drive mechanism were you thinking of doing? Have you thought of that yet, or is that yes? So, like you're right, this is quite complex too, because you've got to think about how um cranes operate. There's just like goes up and then just rotates and goes up and down and whatnot. Um, this is a bit more difficult because you've going, like you said, X, Y direction first and then the drop. And so you, you've got to have quite a heavy motor that could pick things up, pull, pull them back up, then drop them, um, into the, like the receiver box, I guess, or wherever you need to, the prizes to go. So it is, it is concerning, but I think if it's small, cause I want to make it small, obviously you want to make it small scale, make a working model, then eventually work up to make sushi, the sushi claw machine. Um, the sushi claw machine restaurant. Sorry, let's clarify. Let's get that idea <laughs> painted now before anyone else takes it. No one um, take it. No one steal it. It's fucking ours. I mean, you can. We just charge you like half a million dollars for the idea. So we'll, no, we'll go in a fifty-fifty. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, oh, you know what? Yeah, I won't take any upfront, but I'll take ten percent of all profits going forward. <laughs> I'll take the price of ten percent of all sushis here from here here on out. How about just unlimited sushi at that restaurant whenever I go? I would uh, happily accept that. Well, you just, you will just end up living there. To be fair, you, you'll you'll get a place you'll get a place across the street. You go there for breakfast, lunch, dinner. Yeah, perfect. You have the ginger for breakfast. You, be, to you get become a sumo started. wrestler. Like that's that's a great <laughs> great career move, Sean. I love it. I right, continue. Yes, definitely. Um, but yeah, the the actual motor, like like James is referring to, I think I might just stick with the same standard Arduino motors, which is I think the STBY. STB4JY, and it's a very simple motor, um, but it's also quite light and fairly powerful for what it is, and really uh, inexpensive, so they break and just get new ones. I've already got a bunch from a previous project. I think I've got like six on the the drawers behind me, so I can probably make that quite easily, especially since lockdowns are being extended and we can't really buy much um, going forward, so just using what I around the house. Yeah, so if like if I can use things around the house as much as I can, and uh, those motors, I've got a bunch of them. That's probably the one I'll use. The concern I have is the claw itself. I need to have that claw perfectly balanced because if it's one like string or rope going down and up, and the claw's on an angle, and that's very easy to do. If you imbalance that claw, it's not going to go down straight, and that's not going to be very fun. So trying to build it so it's perfectly balanced is going to be hard with a motor inside it to try and do the claw part. I'm thinking we need some stepper motors inside the claw and then, sorry, servo motors inside the claw, steppers to do the um, lifting, literally the heavy lifting. 
I know you want to build a claw machine, but something you touched on before is the ones you see like at the arcades are very rigged and they're pretty unfair and whatnot. And that's because those claws aren't that effective of a design. I know like obviously you're trying to build a claw machine, but could you instead of a claw have like a big magnetic ball or something and it just picks things up by a magnet and then you don't really have to worry about the balancing of the claw? Actually, that's a really good point. I do have a spare electromagnet, like a 12 volt one, which can carry like two, three kilos. Like it's really quite powerful when I I've first played around with it. And it's very low power, surprisingly. Um, yeah, actually, you know, it'd be great if a claw machine that you could have the heads that can switch off. So you can have it as a claw or you can have it as like a magnetic crane. And so you can have like little trinkets at the bottom You can put your mom's jewelry in there and then you can just uh, bid it out for like $100 a go. <laughs> um, is it, I mean, like if you're using magnets, it's guaranteed to hit. Like you're going to pick up one, potentially several, depending how heavy those objects are. Um, yeah, actually, that's a good point. Let's see if I can make it so it's like switchable heads. So you could customize whatever's inside and you could pick up different things. Last question I had in relation to it. So those stepper motors, like you mentioned before, they're light and powerful, but they also generate quite a bit of torque. I noticed this using your slider camera is every time I started the motor, the whole entire camera just like shook. So you had to make sure it was like screwed in really, really tightly to kind of get rid of that. So when you're building the actual like foundations of the claw machine, how do you think you would get it, I guess, to stick in one place? Because you want to move this thing around, right? You don't want it to stay kind of in one spot. How would you move it around and ensure it has enough weight so when you start the machine, it doesn't like shake up a bit? Yeah, that's definitely a good point. One of the concerns that I had was um, because I'm making it as cheap as possible, less than $100. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a claw machine that was less than four or $500 for DIY. They use special rails, um, the same ones they use in like 3D printers and whatnot, and just scale that for a, their own claw machine. Me trying to make it cheap, I'm using PVC piping. So I reckon I will have that kind of shake that you're talking about regardless, just because it's not that structurally sound but i'll just have to try and um, offset the calibration i mean again it's a super cheap super low-tech claw machine but it's a claw machine um if it works if it can pick things up and if it even if you like miss something i think that's half the fun of when you think you've got it like dead perfect and the claw comes down and it's like so far off i think that's the funniest thing ever so um even if you do get a bit of that shake it should be okay. It's only when the startup, and in that position, it's not going to really affect uh, where the claw is because it's just sitting over the um, like that receiver where it drops those things that are. Anyway, so I think it'll be okay. I think it'll be okay. Love the idea, brother. Love the idea. Pads, what do yeah. you think? Well, I have one follow-up question for this. So do you mean you're going to have it as its own room, this, cra- this, <laughs> this, uh, this we'll call it the cash crane, or... Yeah. Do you want to actually have it as, you know, just like obviously the the usual um like um like the like the container it's in? Mm. I I want to <laughs> I mean I'd love to have it actually making it into my, its own room would be so scary. You know, like imagine having a claw that goes through your house. It's like, "Hey, can you give this coffee to James?" And screw the drone idea. It's like this claw comes around, picks your coffee up, takes it around and moves it to another room. Um I think that'd be I think that'd be hilarious. Um, no, I want to make it quite small. I say quite small. I want to make it like a meter wide, a meter tall, uh, sorry, half a meter wide, half a meter deep, probably three quarters of a meter tall. So, so just, um, just kind of paint the picture, the basic, uh, like kind of, kind of the basic, uh, like, uh, confectionery sort of, uh, 
Um, yeah. Like cash, like the crane vibe that you see at an arcade. Yeah. Okay, so it's like you know just the usual size. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Yeah, I want to make it quite small. Obviously, I don't want to go full like full hectic for my for a claw machine that might not even work. But building something like that, I think, is one hundred percent doable. It just takes time, um, and just trying to work out a few things. But yeah, it has to be. I have. I think I have to make it quite small. Additionally, too, because I've got no room in this house for a big claw machine. You think about the real claw machines, how big they are, um, and they're they're standing on their own. I'll probably make it so it like sits on a desk somewhere or on a table. Um, I think that's probably the way to go about it. Because it's just, um, yeah, I, I'm concerned that it's going to be. Even now, I'm thinking about like half a meter by half a meter. I don't know where to put that. You know, that's big. Like that's still quite chunky. I haven't got that much. Um, real estate in my room probably need to get a new place <laughs> but yeah but yeah that's um a good question but that's a, that's one of my ideas i've had for in my head for a little bit but i think now that uh i've got a lot of free time and no projects on this is something i want to push towards especially after james's idea um of the dragon uh charizard uh humidifier actually took flight and it's fully working it's amazing um james yeah. uh I think I'm pretty much done with my idea. Do you want to talk about your Charizard? I really want to talk about that. That's all right. Yeah, sure. I mean, I didn't really come prep. I'm quite gassed after preparing that all weekend and uploading it onto the repositories and all not. But yeah, good good segue into it because um finally got it done. And like you said, it's working and I'm kind of happy to push it out. I guess like the emotional part about it is it was something I didn't think would work. I remember talking about it and I'm like, I'm going to be sick just making your own humidifier, but I feel like you have proper people in like a warehouse who are specialists in that area and then you kind of push me in the direction of like nah like actually let's break it down and and get towards it and from having a simple idea of just hacking into my own diffuser to then going into building our own like one thank you for pushing me to do it and two mm. it's just good to see we made something work that took a bit longer um but yeah there's some things obviously looking back that i wish w- i would do it differently for some aspects of it yeah before we, we get into like what you would have done differently. I really want to applaud you for this project. For those who don't know, mm, um, mm. YouTube video has just been put up on our channel and this is done completely by James. Um, but pretty much he wanted to make a humidifier that was smart. So controllable with uh, controllable with the remote, uh, would automatically turn on and off. And But probably most importantly, and <laughs> um, the biggest, what, first of all problem that we have is you have to refill <laughs> your humidifiers and his refills itself. Like, there's so many smart things that he's put into this. Um, and seeing both the the technical side and operational side, it's as well genius. as the aesthetic side. Something that, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely definitely seeing something that looks as good and, like, like picture-perfect a Charizard that is also quite functional above, beyond a humidifier. It is, like, so many um, milestones that you've hit on this one. So, one... Absolutely, congratulations to you, James. That was an amazing bit of project. Love seeing you. Love seeing the progress going through it. Um, but yeah, let's let's go. Through. What, what were some of the things that you wish you did differently, knowing that you've now completed a humidifier smart Charizard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess everything you just said on a high level was achieved. So the smart control filling itself up, um, essentially, that's what I wanted to achieve, and I did that, and that's what I was happy about. But one of the things, one of the reasons projects in the engineering world take such a long time to finalize and roll out is because there's so many niche things you have to get right. All the little bits and pieces that if they don't work, like you, you just, you're screwed. So 
I, the things that I want to look back on were all like the little things in between that are now coming back to bite me that I'm actually using this thing. Um, so smart control is achieved and I'm happy about that. But the first one I had was instead of building a dragon and mind you, the dragon one was a sick idea and I have a project picture at the end of when I'm done talking as well. Little one that I'll bring up. The dragon idea was sick, but really I wanted something that went straight upwards and I knew this would happen at first, but I wanted to really do that dragon because of how good it looked is um, basically the mechanism I have of humidifying is I've got like a cotton wick as you'll see in the video that draws the water up towards like the atomizer piece before misting yeah, in its mouth right yeah so that's basically done by an action called capillary action water uses something called adhesive forces to stick to it so basically the water climbs a tree think of like little water molecules climbing a tree when you introduce kinks to that like a bend it kind of reduces the efficiency of it so the water doesn't get drawn as effectively it still works but just a lot slower and the mist isn't more powerful um so I'd probably like build something that you just go straight up and just yeah. so that atomizer pieces sits on top of it. But that builds takes me into my next part is I would actually build a proper slot for the mismaker piece that has pressure. So when you watch the video, you will see the atomizer sits on its tongue and I've used like a bit of glue to hold that down, which works well. But it's kind of like, I think of it like a battery. It needs to operate under pressure to work. So does this thing. Um, the way it works is it uses vibrations to turn water from liquid to steam or liquid to gas. Um, so what I would build is two printed two separate parts and slotted the mismaker in between and tightened it. And that would have provided even more pressure. Now this is one way of humidifying. So I could have either done that and it would have been more effective or get rid of that idea altogether. And instead of going for the ultrasonic piece, go for the um, conventional heating element that sits at the bottom of um, current diffusers. The reason I didn't do that initially is because they need a fan. So what we tested before was, can we just rely on the natural pressure to push it out of the top? Remember, we we're talking about that. And then we did the experiment and it just didn't work. So you need a fan. And I was like, that's just extra pieces that I don't want to use. Yeah. Um, the next bit is I would have made something actually shorter and wider instead of a dragon so i don't know something that's it's shorter but the volume is still the same through width because i could have used a smaller cotton piece and that would have been submerged by water even more so so again mm. we're talking about the efficiency of the misting piece so that's obviously the most important part is if you miss it doesn't work you may as well forget about the whole entire kind of project yeah. so structurally that's what i would have done um from a hardware and software point of view um, I would have used a more powerful Wi-Fi chip. So what I got was an ESP826601. And those are really efficient when you want to, I guess, detect things and report, I guess, news or people use them for getting the train times up on their phone using Arduino. It's more of like a hobby sort of chip. Um, I would have used a more powerful like ESP8. So a good example is a Wemos D1 Mini. It's still an Arduino chip, but it's a lot more powerful and you don't disconnect from the wi-fi so what i noticed is i was disconnecting to the wi-fi so many times during it because i've got so many five volt outputs on there that and the thing with arduino it's just a dumb microchip it's not a little microprocessor like a, a pi or a windows or something so it tends to cut out quite frequently um so not that wasn't really a big issue but it was just annoying because you have to wait a bit longer to connect and if you disconnect the smart control is kind of not there at um at your own command but i guess diy you know nothing really to be annoyed about um yeah. the next so i've got two more points is the next point is did you, when you guys saw the video did you see how there was like wires hanging out of the back of its head 
mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. goes to the junction box. So obviously you need to have those wires to get <laughs> the, like the electrics working. What I would have done is actually cut all those wires in half and put like a grove male and female end. So basically, you know, imagine this a DC jack where you, you plug something in, then it works. So what those wires would have done is they would have formed their own plug. So I could have unplugged it and move the dragon around if I wanted to, you know, take it away to clean the area up or fill it up by a tap instead of the, because a pump might break. Who knows? There's so many things around it. Um, just have being able to have that flexibility would have been made me feel a bit more comfortable. Whereas now it's kind of fixed in one sort of location. I can't actually take the dragon from where it is unless I d- dismantle the whole project. But I was happy to leave it where it is because I, I envisioned that the whole time. Um, the last bit is I wouldn't have made it into separate pieces. So as you would have seen, I would have used thread to unscrew that and screw it back up. Um, because it's a... Well, that's right. But <laughs> when you think about it, it's auto filling. So like I don't need it. I have actually have... The only reason I have to take it apart is to check that there's no cracks inside of it. But it's because it's a dragon and it's got like a big tail and wings and stuff to have to unscrew that as well as having wires, it's just really annoying to do. So I would have just rather have had it in one piece, fill it up and have like a bit of a, a level switch on the outside. You have those um, ultrasonic sensors, you stick it on the outside and it, it, it tells you where the water is. Not completely reliable, but um, yeah, it still works. And yeah, those are some, I guess, more small level things I would have considered. Well, something I saw as well is someone posted um, in reply to that video and they were saying like, oh, that's so dangerous, bro. Having an humidifier, the water <laughs> pumping in, that's so dangerous. Can you explain what happened there? I wasn't part of that conversation. I think you handled that. Yeah. Uh, it seemed a bit wild on my end. So, I posted this on like a couple of Reddits and one of that was called an ESP8266 Reddit. That's what the Wi-Fi chip is. So, there's a dedicated Reddit to Wi-Fi projects. And I was getting a lot of supportive comments here. Like one of them's like, nice, how did you make that up? And it was just like, oh, like, you know, you can use this and that and just give me good criticism and also good feedback. And this one guy comments, sends like a massive paragraph and he just goes, oh man, he goes, self-filling and self-watering projects indoors is really nervous. Do you understand if something goes wrong and you have a leak, you're going to have irreversible water damage inside of your house. And he just goes, um, in 30 minutes, you can have less than, you can have more than tens of thousands in damages in terms of cost if it leaks while you're away. And he just like pretty much is like, oh, this is just too risky of a project. I don't care how, you know, if it works or whatnot. And I was just like, and like, I don't think you understood we're actual engineers here. So I, I just replied saying, I'm like, look, these risks are definitely real. So good work identifying. And I was really diplomatic in my response. And I was like, lucky we designed a completely closed system. Like there's no open parts of the system. Everything is sealed off in one way or another. And we've used glue as a backup to make sure it doesn't leak. And then I was just like, I've also made sure the pump doesn't run beyond its set point as well. So as soon as the pump runs for a certain amount of time, it will cut out and also tell the user when it's done. And I was just like, just letting you know, we are engineers who understand risk and know what controls to implement. And he comes back and he goes, oh, sorry, I see what you did. We're using a small water tank. He goes, I thought you plumbed it into your actual house water system. And then he can, can you go, oh, just letting you know, I've seen sophisticated setups using relays, valves and sensors. This guy used three Arduinos to do this and to do that. And he just kept giving me feet, like saying, and I was just like, okay, I like." I, I understand like, you know, Jeez, you're just bro. kind of be caught out and you're telling me how to build a, a home plumb system. And I was like, I totally agree with you. You can use this instrument, that instrument. And I was like, you use flow switches, isolation valves and alarm. And I was like, 
But if you watch the video, the point of the project, and I did say this, is not to be able to have it modular. It's just so instead of having to fill it every one hour or every half an hour, I've got a whole day to just leave it or a whole two days. Depends how much you use it. Because really, your effective like, rate of humidification is a whole day instead of half an hour. So like my main my main problem when I was doing it, again, first of all problem is I was working from home and then I turn it on and then I'd have like been a meeting. I'm like, oh, I've got to fill this thing back up again. And it was just like, getting too much having to unplug it take it with me and that's and now i have a whole day i can just do it in the morning and that's it and that was like the point of the whole thing so james this is a kind of a back of the envelope calculation if you if you filled it up and say like the the separate tank if you fill that up all the way to the top put in your essential oils whatever you need um and you ran it for say half an hour a day how long would it take you before you needed to fill up that first tank again Oh, okay, so the actual tank itself is 1,500 milliliters and the actual Charizard is about 100 milliliters and that takes about two hours to fully humidify. So you've got two hours and then you just times that by 15. You already have over a day's worth of humidification. So wait, so you're saying it takes two hours to dry up everything inside Charizard? Pretty much, yeah. It's and give so or take. Run, but... Yeah, so if you run it for half an hour a day, so that's what, 15 days, 15 two hour oh, periods if you're only half an hour a day you've got yeah. so you've got two months effectively worth of two humidifying months, that yeah. you don't need to touch ever again that is brilliant never yeah. needing to like touch your humidifier for two months and it just runs half an hour every day that's brilliant oh so impressed so impressed sorry so yeah just that- fangirling over here oh my god <laughs> yeah stop stop you're making my cheeks red anyway my um I had a bit of a project pitch as we we're talking about this. So you know how you want to do the Tesla power coil and you know you want to play it with music and whatnot? Yeah. So I have a video idea. One day what I want to do is like actually I think this is like pretty much your idea, but the, this is what I want to do with it is make like a music video and where we have like mm. Tesla coils and like massive lightnings, people playing the drums and guitars and people singing and whatnot. Well, we have the money to put that together. What I want to make now is instead of a Charizard humidifier, I want to make a Charizard smoke machine. So <laughs> while everyone's like playing their instruments and you see all this lightning, you just see this Charizard with big like LED lights in its eyes and it's just blowing out a gush of smoke. And you just see like old mate in the background like fucking pounding the drums and that would yeah. be sick seeing like a three foot Charizard just pumping out smoke like constantly. Actually, that was another thing that I saw in the in terms of feedback. They're like, "Why did you make Charizard with mist come out?" We're like, "It's smoke. It's smoke coming out of its mouth." Like, you should have done a bubble so Like, all right, Blastoise. Like, yeah, I saw that on one yeah. of the Facebook groups, and I was like, I was like, yeah, thanks for the feedback, but like, yeah, we'll make a whole set. Yeah, but the the other one was, "It's Charizard. Can you make it breathe fire?" Which to our response, yeah, yeah, we can. <laughs> did you see my comment? Why would we do that? Did you see my reply? And I was like, awesome. Let's gonna we'll, we'll make one for you that breathes fire. We won't be using it, but you can. Yeah, we're not gonna put that fire risk in our house. Like some people are concerned about tapping into your water supply. Then we we're over here with a child that breathes fire for half an hour every day. That's terrifying. <laughs> That's the real issue. You, you, you know what? That? Just like waking up. <laughs> you know what? You couldn't. I wouldn't even put it past us to build a fireplace instead of um having like your wood fire in the backyard. You just have like a Charizard that <laughs> breathes out like a little bit of fire and heats yeah, yeah. up the whole backyard. Who, who put your marshmallows and your s'mores on there. Oh, who needs a hibichi grill when you can have Charizard just like nah. flame roast the? Steak? I've got. I don't know. I'm. I'm trying to think of the name of that three-headed dragon from the. Not not Jurassic Park series is from the uh, like uh, Godzilla series that sort of stuff. It's like 
King Ga- oh. King Ghidorah or something. Imagine like the three heads. They kind of skewer off into like one's a fire pit, one's a barbecue, one's a <laughs> like something else. <laughs> this would be such a good welding thing to do when you get that going. Just having like yeah. a little fire. Yeah, like some people like I like water pieces. I like fountains in like. Uh, waterfalls. Nah, we got fire features. We, you come through an archway of fire, breathed by like the Hydras and then Charizard and then King Ghidorah. Oh, that'd be sick. No, that but that'll be awesome. Like having like, that'll be that'll be so rock and roll. Having a having just a mm. having a blood having a fucking having a fucking dragon like on stage just breathing <gasps> fire. It's like ah. I feel like we're at a Tenacious D concert. Just- yeah, I'd love to do that. Just be like having a chat with the boys, drinking new beers in the backyard and yug boots. And there's a charger just like constantly pumping out f- like smoke. It's like, yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Pumping out fire and just having a fireplace. This is a Charizard's head. I feel like I this would be fun. I feel like this would have been done in Japan or somewhere like that. Like, I feel like someone's already made this in Japan. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, surely we're not reinventing the wheel. Someone else is already. Uh, uh, do you, do you think someone's already made a Charizard amplifier or Charizard uh, smoke machine? No, no, that one's that one's definitely niche. That's definitely. I, I think the Charizard diffuser, like you know, not not pulling my own hair here, is probably the first of its kind. Very the specific. The level of scope, the ter- the terms of technical aspects that you've given it, and the one how good it looks. I don't think I would have seen this done ever before. Like this is, you've breached so many levels of like world, not probably world first, but combining all these together. Yeah, this would be the first of its kind for sure. Yeah, well, I think we just combined different elements of videos we've done in the past to like something new. But um, yeah, guys, uh, go check out Charizard. <laughs> give it a give it a give it a thumbs up. <laughs> I just try to Chuck us. Uh, I just try to Google this real quickly. It was like, oh, maybe someone's already made this. So I just Googled Charizard community, and the first thing that came up was your was your Reddit post. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> gotta get that uh, marketing reach out there. You know, get that engagement. <laughs> gotta miss them all. Next topic. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Great, great things. All right, so, Patty, time for your open-ended question. Hit us. We all like making money, correct? No, no one likes making money. Yeah, of course, we love making money. All right, excellent. Okay, if you if you want to say no, we're still going to make the pitch. Okay, so, um, unlike we, I I see you as uh, James chuckling to himself. What's going on there, mate? Ah! The camera froze and it's stuck in a really bad face. Oh, it's damn still it. stuck like that on my oh, screen. I want to put it, that in my front of my picture. Is it still stuck? Fuck. It's still stuck like that. Whatever. Look very confused. No, anyway, it's continue. not. It's not for me. Anyway, money. <laughs> yes, please. Well, uh, I'm, I was, I'm just going to try and create, create the face for the entire. Com- while I'm talking now, it's just like this. Yep. All right. <laughs> okay. No, I'm nervous now. Um, <laughs> oh, jeez. No, okay. So, it, on, okay. Sure. Unfortunately. We all like making money, correct? Unfortunately, yes. we have we we three have been the unlucky few that have reluctantly given money to the infamous cryptocurrency or invested into that sort of uh in that field, yeah? Oh, a little bit here and there, a bit of pocket yeah, change. Yeah, right, a bit, yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, some pocket change, know, yeah, well. whatever, yeah. Yeah, okay, just, but hey, before before you get into this topic, just just let everyone know this is not financial advice. No, a hundred. Yeah, I'm the least. I'm everyone. Everyone buy, everyone buy my stock. I feel like I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm releasing my own cryptocurrency. It's called Daddy Coin. No, <laughs> no. 
<laughs> nah, that's oh, not. What are they called? What are the tokens called? Ah, who knows? I don't know. Um, like, coins. That's not the idea. The idea is okay. So, with um, cryptocurrency kind of being like the like next big thing nowadays, is like everyone has their own type of cryptocurrency when it comes to um, engineering software companies, or they could be mm. doing God knows what, like the companies, yep. uh, Bitcoin, um, Ethereum, um, so on. Um, obviously, one of the big things to come out of this in the past year was NFTs, non uh, non. Uh, trying to think of the what's fungible it? tokens, non fungible yeah. tokens, yeah. and basically an NFT is it's a one of a kind um, um, non fungible token that you can. It could be a type of art piece or a game or something that you can bid on and you can own digitally. Mm. I think that's the best way to describe it. Um, well, yeah. And, uh, basically, a non-fungible token is something that has value, but only for a certain reason to you. So, for example, your house is an example of a non-fungible token. Is It's got value to some people, but not to everyone. And that's why you can own it. Now, non-fungible tokens is just a digital version of that. Okay, cool. So, I don't want to create a non-fungible, to- a non-fungible, non-fungible token. I came across something else. Um, it's been made very... I'm a big fan of Hamish and Andy podcast, and they've started um, investing and buying digital horses in something called Z Racing. Do you boys know what Z Racing is? Yeah, my mate won't stop Z- talking about it. Okay, so people that are listening that don't know what it is, um, Z Run if or Z Racing is digital NFT horse racing game. So you will need to buy um, cryptocurrency. Is they recommend Ethereum, and you can buy and sell and even breed your own digital horses. Yeah, you can make a lot of money doing this. I, stuff. I really people people are people making a lot of money doing this stuff, and it's like you can even watch the game. You can even watch the races online, and it's, like, it's supposed to be set in like mm. I think like a, you know a couple of years, in, a couple of hundred years in the future and stuff. What are you saying, James? Yeah, I, I I do like it because like okay, not from the gambling point of view. I just I, I like I like competition, but I don't like actual horse racing. But so this is why I actually like this because no animals are suffering in the process, just people's wallets. So well, I don't encourage it from the gambling point of view, but yeah, no, no, no animals have been uh, like uh, suffering from this. They're definitely it's all digital. But if you're thinking, well, how 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 are some horses better than others? Well, what they do is they take the stats from real life horses and their races and their track history. So there could be there could be a, a horse based on black caviar. There could be a horse based on Farlap. You know, all those big horses in you know big horses in America, Ireland, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then obviously new ones. So if you would breed, so if you got like the the NFT rights to Farlap and like other another famous horse, and you bred them together, you will create a new a new horse. Obviously, that is has the same properties and same um, skill level. I don't want to do Z run Z racing though. I'm just explaining it because I'm going to give a bit of context about this racing game. I want to create NFT snapper <laughs> or NFT beer die. <laughs> Hear me out. Okay, wait. Okay, I've got a lot of few questions. I'll let you explain and have hold my questions to the end. But go ahead. I kind of want to do it in the same ve- in the same vein as Zed Run, where you have to, um, like you have a character or you have to 
buy an NFT of a person and then you can actually, and with time you can then add value to that person. So everyone starts with a blank slate and with time yeah. you get there. I don't know the details because unlike unlike a horse, you just can't breed people together. I mean, you can, but there's certain constraints and rules. <laughs> there's this whole, there's this whole legal. There's something called a law, and there's like go, yeah. something called God's law that apparently I can't break. But whatever, and um, yeah, that's kind of that's basically my pitch. I don't, I don't know how to do it, but I yeah. think it'll be hilarious because I would definitely invest in it. That'd be hilarious. The thing is, right? If you say Farlap, right? If you say like Black Caviar, you're like, oh yeah, famous horse. You don't even need to follow horse racing. I don't think there's a league of beer die players where you have these like historical stats and competitions where you can be like, oh, you mean Chad Chattingston from um, University of Wisconsin? Damn, that guy could throw die. Terrible defense. Like, there's no stats on Chad I was, Chattington. I was thinking, well, you can't just have normal people. Well, you can if you want to, if if you want to be a bit risky. But the big money would be for an NFT of the abilities of a famous sports player so imagine if you were like um 90s michael jordan was playing beer die and you would have like the stat like <laughs> and you would have like the skill level of everything so it was like aiming like aiming like out of 10 will be you know nine like it will be like yeah. 10 like obviously like he's the goat so michael jordan will be like there'll be a tom brady like that one like tiger woods like it's like great yeah. great great terrible at defense like everything yeah. like this so it's like i feel Actually- so what if it's and because they're in the public eye and there's so much media about like fa- famous sports people, even like Olympians and stuff like that. So mm. there'd be so, uh, I know there's a bit of, it's a bit of if say and what say, but you know, it's, yeah. it's uh, it could be. No, but yeah. this is a really good way to get like people who, you can get different calibers of people, like you're saying Michael Jordan, who was the top of his game. Um, or like certain people playing nowadays who are at the top of their game and you can compare them and play of virtual games, but now you're not limited to the same sport, right? You can get people from other sports, like you said, golf, basketball, I, rugby league is one that I can think uh, of. That, that's, that's what I was thinking as well. And then you'd be like, oh, we're going to get a swimmer involved. It's like, ah, oh, he, he won't be good or she won't be yeah, good. Yeah, no, great for sinking, you know? <laughs> oh. Yeah, sink score, 10 out of 10. If anything, get me Ariana Titmus in the beer dive. If anything, that'll be the, if anything, that'll be the worst thing to do if you're a swimmer. The last thing you want to do if you're a swimmer is sink. Oh, when you're sinking in other people's cups, I reckon it'll be good. <laughs> I, think, I think it's applicable. Uh, applicable. Applicable. Sorry, my it's English. Definitely is got some merit. Yeah, I mean, get, this is a great way to get yeah multiple sports, multi multidisciplinary sports together to compete in a fairly standard game. Which, I mean, that wasn't doesn't actually require skill or training. They just need to be good at their sport, and then you take those skills and put it into uh, a new game. I think this is not bad. This yeah. is kind of fun. I, yeah. Um, yeah, James? The way the way I understand it is, and I've spoken to a couple of friends who are into Zed Racing, and they don't really know the answer to this, but really what determines how good the horse is. Now, it's built on the Ethereum blockchain, so I imagine it works in algorithms. So, basically, the site would run 10,000 or so algorithms to determine the outcome of a race, and the better the NFT or the horse... Um, the more algorithms it solves. So basically what you, what you could do is build your character and you put a certain amount of money into that and I guess the more value it's worth, and that's how the Ethereum blockchain works, is the more algorithms it will solve. It's similar to basically how mining works, um, not even not so much staking, but 
more so how the software behind it works. I, I don't know a lot about how it works functionally and I'd love to learn. Mm. No. Um, but that's just from a, an educated guess. Yeah, with like the Z racing, from what I understand, like when when the race actually happens, the the algorithm or the blockchain it will do for this one race, it will do um, a million calculations of what could happen, so, and then they just pick one at random. Yeah, so, so it's like artificial intelligence in a way. It's probability. Yeah, it's but, just probability. And speaking of this block, and again, because I'm thinking about the business, I'm thinking about the making the money. Obviously, we can't go to the uh, Ethereum blockchain. They've already got one. What's the third? Like, there's Bitcoin at top. Then there's Ethereum. What's the third one? No, sorry. You can definitely use the Ethereum blockchain. You can. No, the Ethereum no, blockchain no, gotta, was made to we gotta, build. We gotta, we gotta get some company. Uh, some company. Uh, um, what's the? Oh yeah, cryptos are so regulated. But we we'll definitely get one yeah. on board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I mean, the Ethereum blockchain was made to build games and that stuff upon. That's why it's so good. That's why it's different oh, from Bitcoin. Okay, okay. It's because it's not yeah. just it's not simply a currency. It's actually a network that you can actually manipulate to build um, web. So a lot of companies are using Ethereum to for like their um, timesheets and yeah. different things like that. Um, but you struck a good point. Is what are some things that are similar to Ethereum that I- we could use? I think that you're, you're basing it off the currency. I don't think you need to because it's just currency, right? Ethereum is just value. And so it's just, it's just a way so you can all bet internationally without having paid taxes to your local government. And so, like, you could do it in Ethereum as well. Like, it's just, hmm. I mean, I, I was talking to a company and they did their business through Ethereum. They had contracts where they pay each other in Ethereum to get around that tax kind of loophole. And they would be like, yep, sweet. Um, going to pay these guys this much, this much. And even if they're international, they just get the exact same amount that they've been promised. Um, and kind of, maybe it's not a tax thing, but they, they say it's just quicker for them to pay. And so, like, you can get cryptos for specific things. Well, um, you can't. There's cryptos for renewables. There's cryptos. Bitcoin's like the universal crypto. I don't know what you said about, uh, you make a very good point there, but when it comes to the uh, betting, you mm. can't bet on these races. You can only be a um, an owner or oh so it's not so yeah you can't oh. there's no wagering offered currently they're probably working on that like the people in charge of it because i mean that's yeah and they'll need to but i just but i just googled it right now it's like can you bet on said horse racing they said no way no wagering oh, is right. allowed which is i think is a cool thing because if anything you're you're more invested if you actually own the horse or something like that, when it's like for for cheap yeah. as well because you're not going to buy a real horse when they're you know over what's what's the price of a real life horse nowadays like Hundred thousand. Yeah, so how do you make money off it? Like, surely there's a way. You they you make give out money at the end of you the make, race. How do they get money? The first race you enter is free, and then it's just to kind of develop. Okay, this is your first race. Where are you ranked out of everybody? And whatever you come in that race, you'll the next race yeah. afterwards. You then get on. You, you go on a short list, or well, it's a very long list, and then you go on. You need to pay for your next race. Th- Therefore, after oh, so it's an entry fee, right? Entry fee, and then you a prize money for winning. I don't know if they you get more money. Obviously, you get more money if you win, but I don't know if it's like oh, if I come second, I get this much, third, this much, fourth. I don't think that happens, but it might. Um, but you obviously get money if you win. Yeah, so the I mean, they're, to a degree, it is still a bet. It's just um, as a horse owner instead of just a horse better. There's no stakes and stuff. It's, yeah. it's, it's limited betting. It's not like me betting on the Olympics every single day, which is... Which you did. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> look, Hungarian yeah. water polo team. Thank you. This is this is a great <laughs> opportunity I ne- I nev- as well. I never bet on, the, on any Australian team, so I want to put that out there. 
I will never do that to my country. But you, you did bet against Australian teams, but I, I won't... Uh, no, no comment. Um, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no, nah, I never did that. No, uh, right out. I'm a big fan of this, though, because like, the, th- the thing about, I guess, the Ethereum blockchain and betting is what, we ha- what we're seeing now in the crypto world is parachains come in. And parachains, when you combine different blockchains, so now you can exchange Cardano with Ethereum, with Bitcoin, with Unicorn, with Dogecoin, etc. So something you'd see now is different, um, even on the Ethereum blockchain, different cryptos being used. And that's how I understand it anyway. So, Well, if we wanted to do this, we wouldn't need crypto. Because effectively what we need is, one, we need a database of players. So go around, get players, see how well they're, they're ranked in that sport. And then give them a certain equitable rating for this game, right? And then what we can do is, with this, have a, a game played and say that if they're a 10 out of 10 of shooting, right? Throwing a, for those who don't know, beer die, if you throw a, like a die into a beer cup. That, that's the simplest explanation because I don't want to get too far into it. And then you've got to catch it if it kind of goes towards your side of the table, depending on the rules, depending on the region. Anyways, if you gave a an athlete a chance of like 10 out of 10 chance, 10 out of 10 score of scoring. You can say that every third shot, they're most likely to get in. So there's a 30% chance of getting in. So you can run probability. You say, okay, 30% chance that they'll get it in. So you can have these odds stacked up. You can run a simulation, just uh, like a quick game, like a run game, and have it, have it already. You don't need crypto at all for this. We could do this locally um, just for us um, as, as kind of a side project. And then eventually open it up to say, okay, guys, who would you like to see in a beer die competition? Who would win? Would you think Michael Jordan versus Tiger Woods? Who would win that game? And you wouldn't need crypto at all because it's all probability. It'd also be you partnered, partnered though. So it's like, imagine Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods against, um, yeah, who, who um, against? Serena Williams and... Oh, powerful. Trying powerful. to think of another... Uh, and Serena Williams Happy and... Happy Gilmore. And Happy... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he hits he hits it one and ones, but this close range game is awful. That's again Ho- hole in ones, baby. Yeah, this is. I mean, if you just equate it to probability, that's ev- eventually what games all are. Online poker games is just probability. Even real life poker games, it's probability if you don't yeah. stack the odds. So we could easily build this. If you say this person, just break it down to numbers. Person A, say that Michael Jordan. Person A has a. One in three chance of hitting it each time. Terrible defense. If something comes their way, they have a one in ten chance of catching it. Like, we could just run the simulation of that. Every time we run the simulation, the results will be different. Someone might actually win. But if you have really powerful players on one side, they're going to win because they're going to catch it more. They're going to sink the, the, <laughs> the, the die more. We wouldn't need cryptos at all. We can circumvent crypto completely. We just make it a local version of this game. And I love it. I generally think this is a fun idea. Thank you, thank you. You know who I'd have play? I would have, I would have Donald Trump and Gordon Ramsay. No, 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 no. no we can't. I, I would no, no, simulate. No, no. I, I would simulate. I, I'd simulate Donald Trump and Gordon Ramsay versus Tyrion Lannister from Game of Thrones. And I forgot the fourth person. I was going to say they slipped from my brain. Okay. Uh, I have so many things. There's so many things wrong with that. None of them are sports people. <laughs> No, I mean, that's, that's that's one. That's good the point. point. That's the point. You, you no. could rate them in terms of like that could be that's, uh, that could be like the uh, that, that that could be a um like a surprise bet at the end, a surprise yeah. game at the end. Because what you could do is be like, okay, let's see the next election, and so just keep it locally. Uh, Scott Morrison versus Anthony Albanese. So you could say um, 
uh, whenever it comes to like missing the shot, Scott Morrison will be zero out of ten because he'll say, "Oh, it wasn't me, it wasn't me, it was someone else." Uh, Anthony Albanese is a bit quiet, and so it's like you can equate those two skills that we've set, yeah. like how well they are catching, how well they are throwing, uh, and whatnot. And then- <laughs> so you can then, then before the election, have the game: Scott Morrison versus Al- Anthony Albanese, who in the next election. And they've done this before. They had like an octopus with food and says, who will win um, the next UK yeah. election? It will Brexit, Brexit go ahead? And whichever food it picks first is the answer they go with. We could just run that and just yeah. get famous I, people versus each other. For uh, It would be silly, obviously, but it's doable. I don't see a problem with that. We, we can start it like this. Eventually, I want to get, a, get, a, get it on a blockchain at one point because I think people will be... <laughs> I don't think pe- people will be tempted to be like, oh, this seems silly, but fun. So mm. I'll get involved with this because I met, I, it will go off. Like, I'm, just the, uh, just the, just mm. the games will go off. Like the two v two, and I just the the, anim, the digital players, digital Jordan, just going for the dive. Like that would be yeah. awesome. I'd love to have it too because it'd be like watching um, FIFA without playing the game, where you you have your hands off the control, you select the two teams, and just let them play. And naturally, oh, like, and based on the skill players, they would. I will say, would I will say play. this: we cannot predetermine partners. It would be all because that means that there'll be a personal error, a, a personal um, um, like uh, that will be no, that wouldn't be like free will. You know what I mean? So it would need to be the the algorithm picking the partner just out of like a, a thousand people we put in to yeah. four people we selected these two are partners these two are partners it could be literally anyone so it could be you know theoretically if we have some fictional players and they're mi- fictional people mixed in with mm. some sports people it would be like Tom Brady and Tom Brady and uh, Jamie Lannister against you know <laughs> um, um, Serena Williams and Tiger Woods you know it'd be great if we can add like special uh, like special like roles and stuff so it was Tyrion Lannister. He would just like persuade the other person to drop the die into their own cup every now and then, like 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 special power ups <laughs> and whatnot. And so yeah. everyone had like, ooh, this person's a terrible defender. But every now and then he just like, I don't know, he catches the odd one and it counts as a sink or something. Like like this would be so much fun. And I still think you should. I think there should be an option, obviously, just to randomize it and just have it like hands off completely. Every now and then, though, we could just do a predetermined one have them more or less evenly match and just let the computer run itself. And I can imagine for artificial like intelligence, little... baby. Yeah. Well, I yeah. don't think it's in, I don't think it's artificial intelligence. There's no learning in there. It's all predetermined. It all, it's uh, all predetermined statistics. coding basically. Yeah. So it was yeah, a, correct. a lot of coding that I know nothing about. So you boys will probably need to teach me. Yeah. But could you imagine just making a little animation, right? So you choose your players and there's the table and you can see them like throw and then it rolls a dice or gets a probability out Will it sink or won't it? Will it go near the end of the table and the person has to catch the, ball, the, the die? And so you can have these animations of a throw, uh, a catch, a miscatch, and you can just run it and let it run itself. So instead of just having numbers go down on the screen and then say, yep, this team would have won, it's literally showing you the team going at it just stick the the character's head on side, like a little, like, <laughs> a little just... dude that's catching and throwing the dice and shit. Like, that would be so much fun. And this would be a great way just to, like level the playing field you want someone from golf playing basketball all right make them play a game where they're both just as good at it you, I, you just I have this is great you just see like you see like a donald trump get up and whisper to the guys i swear to god if you throw the ball 
low every single time. I promise I will not catch it. Just <laughs> yeah, throw it low every time. I promise you'll make you a deal. I mean, you just see him go, oh, I accidentally caught it. Like, it was a mistake. My instinct went there. But, you know, we still won. So, yeah, yeah fuck you. That, that, if he does it, his secret power is he just automatically sues you if he loses. It's just, <laughs> he's just like, no, keep the game going. It's still going. It's like, no, it, it lost. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think, look, because at that point, your hands are off. Like, it's just the machine's running the, the odds, the probability, let it roll, you know? Like, I reckon this is great. I think this is fun. Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. Roll on board. I what? Honestly, I would love to AI something like this if we could figure it out. You just, like, type the player in and, and AI looks up everything to do with them. Or, like, a 200-page source or something, and it just puts all their stats together, and you just see it do it. Would be really fucking hard, but it's something that would be cool to see. It would be hmm. kind of like imagine like going the full FIFA route, right? Where you have a basic team, and then you have to like trade your way up to getting a better team. We won't make it like uh, behind paywalls where you have to pay for players and whatnot. And so every now and then you get like a box reveal where you get like like new players, and it's like, oh my god, I got <laughs> I got Messi. <laughs> no, well, I got Michael Jordan. That will be the thing. So almost like yeah. almost like the draft in you know mm. any type of sports, so like the NRL or whatever. You know, like when new players are coming in, people need to buy it. Like people are like mm. recruiting them and everything like that. So there'll be like one drop at this time, and mm. there's kind of like if, I don't want to don't want to sound you know barbaric, but there's a bit of an there's like an auction off. <laughs> Of to be like how like it, the newest rookie from you know Minnesota is <laughs> coming through here or like you know so and so St Paul and you know he's got these abilities he's out of ten you know he's about a good he's a he's a clean seven you know like mm. how much for him yeah I feel like this is like. <laughs> This is slave trading with extra steps. Yeah. <laughs> to, qu- to, <laughs> to quote uh, Rick and Morty, this just yeah. feels like slavery with extra steps. <laughs> this is barbaric. It's slave trading. Yeah, it's like love- trading people. It's slavery. Trading people? Yeah. I always I think, love yeah. your pictures, Paddy. They always these, open up like is, these mad conversations. This is a genuinely good idea. I mean, the problem is it would take time to build. That's the one thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, what, a level of to be fair, what else are we doing? Um. Uh, building a claw machine mate fair enough, <laughs> fair enough. but um but this is definitely a realm of things i can imagine we do and we could we could build like a very basic model i reckon in a weekend where you just have it like an excel and you say this is the chance that this will happen run the odds run a shot run a catch uh oh they, they it actually bounced on the back of their board they have to go and catch what's the what's the chance of them catching it mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. it's like that would be very easy to do and then you could then quickly port that to python and then have it run there. Eventually, I would love to have the animation, though. That would be sick. Just that, be like... The, an- here, the animation, oh, I feel man. like, would be the hard... Like, the- Honestly, at that point, I'd pay a game developer. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that was what I was thinking, because it would just be too hard, especially when you got people uh, when people are different, unless you just want to have one basic model of just like like a guy model, a girl model, and then, you know, yeah. something in between. It's it's not that it's, like, hard as... I mean, it's hard, but it's also very time-consuming. And this is where you need, like, the subject matter experts to really yeah. come in and go, I know I do this for yeah. a living. Yeah. You can't yeah. you can't be the jack-of-all-trades to do something like this. Yeah, especially when, like, the animation needs to fit the description of, you know, the like, an infamous player, you know, like, 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 like Tucker Woods. Like, we all know what he looks like, you know. But yeah. Like, like, yeah. No, this I- is a genuine project where you need, like, proper stakeholders involved and... An actual yeah. like timeline and everything Absolutely. like that. Yeah, because I think what you can do is just make it like a little stick figure 
and all you do is just change the haste, the, the face, the haste, the head or face of that person with whoever you've chosen. Just get a good snippet of them. Um, make the animation really simple, but make the, the gameplay the, the core mechanic. Um, that being said, like, given a year, like, it, as, like, a side hobby, I reckon I could do this. Like, it would take time, sure, and the animation would be, like, difficult, but the, the core mechanics, I reckon that you could punch out pretty quickly. You could do that in a month or two. Just the actual calculating, if you have a player with this rating, what's the chance of hitting? Um, I think that's not too bad. I generally think this, yeah, this is something we could probably go down down the track mm. once we actually Good get money. Good opportunity to relearn Please stats. support our Patreon. <laughs> a Sweet. Plug. I feel like this is probably my most successful pitch so far. Yeah. I think I mean, this has been definitely up there. This is a really good idea. Your pitches, your pitches are great, Patty, because again, it op- always opens up these really good discussions because, like, it's very open ended. I really love it. Well done, sir. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this is awesome, man. That I'm was gonna... excellent, boys. I think we're going to wrap it up now, though. We've had a great mm. chat. My awesome. name's James. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Take it easy. Suze. See you, everyone.